Okay, I'm going to go ahead and and jump in. We may have others who join, but uh, let's go ahead and get started. Of course, our agenda is the same every month, just to tell you what we've been up to since last time we talked, what we're actively working on now, what we see coming up in the uh, the near term, and give you a chance to provide feedback or ask any questions that you may have. So I will jump right in. Uh, we do not have a lot to report that is completed since the last time we had a call. A lot of our projects are pretty complex and lengthy, and they are still in flight. But let me catch you up on where we are with some of them. Uh, I think many of you are aware that we have been in the process of onboarding all of the skilled nursing facilities that use point-click care as their EHR. We have made a little bit of progress since the last call. Uh, We now have 23 of the 33, I believe, um, SNFs that have agreed to participate are live sending us ADTs. So we still have uh, nine more to go, I think it is. Uh, So yeah, 32, I guess, is going to be the total. So nine more to go. We're still working on it. Now, they are also all supposed to be sending us CCDs or care summaries. What we are finding is that most of them are not conformant to the standard. There are a small number from six facilities that our team has been able to manipulate to get them into the format that meets the standard and we're able to get them incorporated. But the majority of them have so many nonconformant issues that it is well beyond anything that is reasonable or even probably possible for us to fix by manipulating it on our end. So we continue to work with PCC and the implementer that they have chosen for this project as you can imagine, everybody wants to believe that it's not their fault. It's somebody else. Surely it's somebody else. So it, it's a bit of a challenge to get all of the right heads together in one space at one time to look at the issues and determine what is the next way ahead. Uh, we're not giving up on this. We think it's very important. The ADTs are providing the majority of the information that the ACOs need and rely on. Uh, It's the ENS alerts that they are primarily seeking. And we're getting that through the uh, through the ADTs. But the additional clinical information contained in a care summary is also pretty important. And so we continue to chip away at this and who knows how long it'll take, but we'll keep you posted as we make progress. There are three other projects that are very tightly interrelated. They are three different projects, but they are so closely codependent that we've sort of almost started treating them like one. And that is our upgrade to Fire Release 4, our parsing of claims into data elements that we can expose in the community health record, and also parsing care summaries into elements that we can expose in the community health record, not as one single document, but as individual data elements that show up where other data elements of the same type display in the CHR, notably medications, lab results, and so forth. We're, we've encountered 
a really unexpected number of challenges with that. On the claims side, pharmacy data continues to be problematic. And I don't have all of the technical details, and probably many of you on the call don't really even want the technical details, uh, but that has continued to be a challenge. And on the CCDs, when we're getting non-conformant CCDs, it's very hard to break them apart into pieces that we can then use to populate different segments of the CHR. So this has been a, a really much more difficult project than we anticipated it being. We truly believed it would be finished by the end of FY22. And here we are, you know, well into nearly at the end of the first quarter of FY23, and we're still struggling with it. So um, we're not giving up, but we are beginning to have some conversations about whether this may need to go on hold while we work on our CHR conversion, because that is critical. And we we had not planned on resources being continued to be obligated to this um, fire claims and CCD project this long. So um, the decision has not been reached, but I'm just telling you that it is under discussion right now, uh, just in the name of overall resource management. If we put it on hold, it won't be forever because this really is valuable work uh, and we want to see it through. Um, So speaking of the CHR, I don't think anybody now is unaware of the fact that Audacious Inquiry is getting out of this business and they have given us essentially till the end of calendar year 23 to find another solution because they will no longer support our current version of the CHR after that time. Uh, We have been working very hard to generate a good requirements document and user stories that make it really clear what the CHR has to do and what the different users of the CHR need it to do to support their roles. Do we have anybody from DIN on the call who can maybe give more granularity into that than I have? I don't see Lynn or Ty on here, and they're the ones who've been primarily working it on the PMO side. Um, yeah, Ty had to drop. Okay. Um, so our our target is still that by the end of December, we would like to have finalized a vendor selection. As I've shared before, because we are under such a tight timeline, tight timeline due to AIs getting out of this business, we are not going out with a full RFP to the open world. Uh, we don't have time to evaluate numerous proposals. We are going out to several known vendors that have solutions that we're interested in. And at the proper point in time, we will be inviting some of our stakeholders to join us in evaluating uh, the the relative merits of the different solutions that we're uh, that we're evaluating. So it won't happen quickly. We've still got a lot of work yet to do on you know, finalizing requirements and so forth. But um, 
you know, if if any of you have a particular interest in participating with us on evaluating vendors, please let me know. I, I would love to make sure that we're including anybody who would like to be included. I mean, you guys are the users, so we want it to work for you. So uh, more to come there. Uh, big job, big job. Lots of work going on on the CHR. Another project that is still in flight is working with our Epic hospitals to find a single sign-on solution or equivalent. Uh, we've had it for Cerner for some time now. Uh, the Epic hospitals have really been clamoring for it as well. We started off trying to do a single sign-on solution similar to what we had done with Cerner and then learned that, hey, look, um, if you're on eHealth Exchange, you should be able to query DIN for data through eHealth Exchange because we are a responder. We're working with Nemours right now and with CRISP. We are a sub-participant under CRISP in eHealth Exchange. There may come a time when we will break away from CRISP and do this ourselves, but the time has not yet quite come. And so we do have to work with CRISP to make sure that their settings allow the transactions to occur. And we're working with CRISP and Nemours on this right now. Assume that it is successful and we have every reason to ex expect it to be successful, we'll be going out to the other Epic hospitals saying, here's what you have to do to make that work. So hopefully we're getting some lessons learned out of this that we'll be able to transfer uh, to the other Epic hospitals. And that'll be pretty important to have, you know, single sign-on available for all of them. Or I, I keep saying single sign-on because it's a convenient verbal shorthand, even though the technical solution that we're implementing with Epic is not technically a single sign-on solution. Other major, major thing going on for us right now is our high trust recertification. I think many of you are aware the high trust program is a, a framework of best practices in cybersecurity, and it is a very rigorous uh, undertaking to get uh, certified under the high trust framework. Uh, we have been working all along to make sure we were ready. <laughs> and now we have officially kicked off the assessment period. We are working with an external assessor called BDO. I'm sure that stands for something, but uh, that's what they're known by is BDO. And uh, so it has started. It's very intense. Our plan and intention is to be finished with all of the evidence gathering and submitting our evidence of controls by the end of November. And then presumably we get notified by the end of December that we have indeed passed all of the certification requirements. Very heavy lift for any of you who've been through it yourselves, you know what's involved. Now, I said this is a two-year program. In the interim years, the in-between years, you do an interim assessment that is abbreviated, but it's still no walk in the park. Last year was our interim assessment. This year is our full assessment. So it is literally hundreds of controls that we have to demonstrate evidence that we have in place 
to ensure that we are complying with the framework of best practices in security. Uh, I'll tell you, security is getting harder and harder because the bad guys are getting badder and badder and smarter and smarter. And uh, it's hard to keep up. So the bar keeps raising and we keep trying to up our game along with the new challenges in cybersecurity. Uh, But it's no joke. There are bad people out there trying to do bad things. We did recently complete our work with Pennsylvania. They were doing an upgrade of, of some of their core technology that required upgrades to our interface with P3N, which is the central authority for all of the Pennsylvania HIEs. Uh, We've been exchanging ADTs with them for a while now, and I'm happy to say that we're getting better quality ADTs from them now that they've completed that upgrade. So uh, I think we're about to kind of wind that up and call it a completed project. Uh, We are working with a number of individual stakeholders on projects that are important to them. I already mentioned that uh, the EPIC single sign-on that we're working on with Nemours as a pilot, but we'll be taking out to the other EPIC hospitals as well. St. Francis is in the process of converting to EPIC, and their expected go-live is late October. So any of you who've been through an EHR conversion know that's no joke. And we're working closely with St. Francis uh, to ensure that we're able to meet their timeline uh, for their go live as well. We had understood that MedExpress was updating their laboratory information system and EHR. And I think we're beginning to hear that 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 might be on hold So more to come there as we learn more. We also know that public health is updating their DEERS system. It's probably not going to be called DEERS once they finish it, uh, but it's their case management um, system that they, that we send our syndromic surveillance and elect electronic labs that are reportable labs. Uh, We still do not know what vendor they have selected and the timeline when they want to kick off that implementation. But at some point, we're going to have to be ready to work with them so that all of the syndromic surveillance and ELR feeds from the hospitals are updated as well to um, to go into the new public health system. So we're kind of standing by with bated breath to figure out when that's going to happen so that we can slot it into our work plan. Uh, more to come as we learn more there. Uh, we also have quite a few internal projects to DEN that are associated with trying to automate and optimize some manual work that is very time consuming. And we want to free up that time to make us available to do work for our customers and stakeholders. So we've got a pretty ambitious goal this year of recovering 200 hours a month uh, through automation. And that's a pretty significant amount of additional uh, work capacity that we will be recovering to make available for customer-facing work. So um, we're pretty excited about that. Uh, I need to make an announcement that uh, Rich Schroeder, our Director of Data Analytics, has left DIN. 
We will be seeking a new director of data analytics, but in the meantime, our very capable Randy Farmer is stepping in as an interim measure to sort of keep the engine running and keep projects in flight and uh, make sure that we're still able to respond to new requests. We also have engaged a third party to do a rigorous market evaluation of the healthcare analytics marketplace. Um, They'll be looking at not only who else is out there in this business, who's our competition, um, what services do they offer, what's the typical business model for these kinds of services, Uh, but they're also going to be looking at what is our technology stack and how does that compare to what others are using? And they'll evaluate our staffing, both do we have enough staff for this work and do we have the right skill mix? So we're planning on holding off on hiring a new director until we get the results of this market evaluation, because I think it will provide us with some pretty important feedback that will inform our decisions going forward. So I don't know that any of you on this call have been working with us on any analytics projects, but that is one busy little team, let me tell you. Uh, They have quite a a few projects either on the table that are being negotiated with uh, a potential customer or things that are actively in flight. We've got three studies from federal agencies, uh, CDC, VA, and um, somebody else, and 10 for various state agencies as well as a handful of paying customers that uh, on on the commercial side. So it's a busy little department. Uh, that it's a lot of work for a small number of people. And we're really looking hard at how do we staff this in order to make sure we're able to respond to um, to the needs of our, our stakeholders and our community. So more to come. You'll hear more about analytics as time goes by. We have received grant funding. I believe I mentioned this last time. Um, it's a modest amount, but it will enable us to onboard Sun Behavioral Health as a new data center. Uh, obviously, their data is controlled under 42 CFR Part 2, which is way more rigorous in its privacy requirements than even HIPAA. And so there will be some extra work that goes beyond just a normal onboarding. We are hoping to kick that project off in October. Uh, there's still some contracting work to be done, but the the grant piece of it is settled. We've gotten full authority to pull down grant funds. So that was uh, that was the first major hurdle. And now we got to just fin- finalize all of the contracts. So uh, stay tuned for that. That's going to be um, a pretty exciting project. We also are in active negotiations with several other possible new data senders. I'm not going to name them off because I think it would be a little bit premature until we have a finalized contracts. Uh, but I'm just telling you, there are still uh, others out there that, that are coming to us saying, we can't do business in Delaware if we're not submitting our data through DIN. So how do we do that? That is really very gratifying because it does tell us that our community, our ecosystem relies on 
the services we provide and that it is their preferred way to access health data. And so we're honored by that confidence and we don't take it lightly and we strive every day to earn and retain your trust. So you'll hear more from us as we finalize these contracts and have a real thing ready to start working on. We also have received a number of inquiries from various customers and stakeholders into ways that DIN may be able to help. And that's also very exciting to us. For the longest time, it felt like people just thought of DIN as the community health record and weren't really thinking in terms of all the other things that can be done with aggregated data. And now I think people are starting to get it. And we're getting inquiries from a number of sources as to can DIN help with this? Can DIN help with this? As a part of our strategic plan, we have gone out to key leaders in a number of our stakeholder organizations, not just the technical people, not just the CIOs and the project managers, but business leaders within the different organizations to say, what keeps you up at night and how can DIN help? And we've gotten some amazing feedback. So from many of our stakeholder organizations, we've come away with the, we're calling it one problem to solve. <laughs> if, if, if you had one problem DIN could help you solve, what would that be? And we've got an impressive list. And we're looking at it now going, okay, we asked. So now we've got to come through with something and we've got to figure out how we can approach this and how we can slot the work. And some of it is not stuff we can do alone. It will require partnering with others. For example, some ambulance companies. It's like, okay, well, we can't force them, but we can sure start a conversation and try to get them to the table and see if we can't um, make good things happen. We are also starting to get some inquiries from various state agencies as to how DEN may be able to help. So I won't go into a lot of details on that because, you know, it, it might be premature, but it's very exciting when people come to us and say, we think DEN can, can help with something. And it's like, oh, this is, this is good. This, you know, we want to do good. So yeah, if there's a role for us, we sure want to be in there um, helping out. One of the things that the payers have expressed interest in is DEN becoming certified through NCQA for the data that we hold so that the payers are able to use it in their HEDIS reporting uh, without going through a whole bunch of extra steps. I don't want to go into all the details of the program because it's pretty complex. And if you're not working it every day, your eyes kind of roll back and go, oh, this is confusing. If you are working it every day, it's still pretty confusing. <laughs> so, uh, But that is something that we're looking into hard. There, you know, there are costs associated with participating in that program. And so we've got to look at both the cost and the work effort and the value that it will provide to um, important stakeholders and make our determination. Is, is this something we can take on? And if so, when? So um, we have not run out of work. I'll just tell you, uh, we, we have not run out of things to do and ways to make it better. And we're always looking for more. So this is your chance to talk back. <laughs> um, if you have any questions about anything I've shared or anything that I haven't shared that you 
still have questions about, or if you want to give us feedback on how anything is going in in your work with DIN or use of our tools, I'd love to hear from you. Everybody happy? Okay. Not hearing any complaints, not hearing any questions. Going once, going twice. (laughs) Okay. We'll call it a wrap then. Uh, The next town hall is scheduled for October 12th. Same time, same station. So uh, hopefully we'll see you again next month. Thanks, everybody. 